Welcome back to Perfectly Imperfect with Janae. What's up? What's good? It's been a little minute. I hope that y'all have been doing amazing. And if you haven't heard already, my friend Des and I have started a ministry for women called Praying While Imperfect, catered towards sisters in Christ looking to grow their relationship with God. Or even if you don't have a relationship, but you're curious, we want you to come and be a part of our family. So the description, the information will be in the description below. So this episode, we're talking about discipline in our everyday routine. I know for me, I sometimes fail to be consistent with the things that I have to do. And I know that what I'm called to do on a daily basis is only working for my good. It's only going to get me where God has called me to do. So how can I be more encouraged to be consistent and to be disciplined? We have a special guest on this episode giving a little more insight on her journey with being disciplined and consistent and even relaying it back to scripture. What are the biblical foundations of people who have had to be consistent and disciplined in order to do the things God has called them to do? So welcome, Mackenzie. Can you introduce yourself? Tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Hello, everyone. My name is Mackenzie Sinclair, and I am a student at University of Houston. I attend Bible study with every nation and go to City Life Church with Janae, which is where we met and we grew in our sisterhood with Christ. Yes, yes. So what do you study at U of H? So I am a nutrition major with hopes of going the physician assistant route and helping my local Houston community, especially in relation to dermatology and women's health. Okay, so that sounds like a lot that you have to do, especially taking the health route. I'm already knowing your workload is busy and just talking to her on a daily basis, she's always doing something. How do you stay disciplined in that? How do you stay consistent in, okay, I know I need to go to class and I know I need to do these internships. I know I need to prioritize my self-care, my mental health on top of me pursuing my career and prioritizing my relationship with God. How do you maintain on a daily basis these things? So to be quite honest, I'm still working on that. I am not perfect, and I have my moments where I struggle and I falter. But I would say that my persistence comes from my desire to fulfill my godly purpose and how I evangelize and how I'm an example for Christ. And what I would really like to talk about today is discipline not being about motivation because motivation is ephemeral. It doesn't last. You might have spurts of it. It might be what initially propels you to go into your purpose. But what we're here to talk about today is consistency and biblical consistency, which is relying on God's strength. How do you rely on God's strength within your consistency? What do you, when you are laying in bed every morning, you're just like, I don't want to go to work. I don't want to go to class. I just want to lay in bed. I don't want to do anything. I don't even want to necessarily cook me a meal. I just want to lay here. How do you find the strength? Like, okay, this is not, this is, I'm doing what God called me to do. And like, how do I get out of that selfishness in that? Because I feel like that is us being selfish in a way because it's like we're putting ourselves above God in a sense. Right. And I would say that comes from both intrinsic and extrinsic factors, meaning that my intrinsic factor is God through his salvation 
has allowed me to be redeemed and whole. And he requires certain things of me because I've submitted to him. So that doesn't mean that he's holding a gun against my head and telling me, Mackenzie, you have to do this or else. But because I have the privilege of calling him my father, there are things that I want to do to please him. And in order to please him, I have to be consistent and I have to follow his instruction. And so another intrinsic factor would be that there are many people relying on me. I'm a part of two on-campus organizations geared toward the health of women in Houston, as well as advocacy and education with other pre and current healthcare professionals. I have a full-time course load and I work part-time as a behavior technician. And not to mention my own ministry that I have with ENC and with City Life Church. So all in all, there are many people that depend on me to be consistent in my routine. And sometimes it's not the knowledge or the motivation that, oh, I need to do this because it's what's expected of me. It's I need to do this because this is greater than myself. And in order to be an effective servant, I need to be disciplined. And so for me, discipline is understanding the necessity of discipline, which is to deter destruction. The motivation in discipline is to express love, and the result of discipline is understanding short-term pain for a long-term gain or result. And ultimately, just wanting to honor God, like just knowing what Jesus did for us gives us the push to, okay, let me wake up and let me get out of the bed and let me do the things that I need to do because... God endured so much, so much for me. So who am I not to endure for him? It's working for our good, having discipline in place and being consistent within that routine that, you know, God is putting in place for us. There's benefits that come with it. We get to make new relationships. We get to honor God and serve him mm-hmm. out in the world. We get to it just boosts things within our own um, personal life. So how has your discipline And how has routine and consistency brought different benefits in your life? What is the joy of being disciplined? That's a phenomenal question. So I would say the joy in being disciplined is one, understanding that your physical strength, your mental strength, your emotional and spiritual capabilities will in fact fail you at some point, if not frequently, because we are human. And the point of our creation is to be in relationship and to serve our God. And so I believe that by acknowledging our own mortal failures and our own Uh, capacity and we rely and have our strength put upon God, then we are able to accomplish a lot more than we would on our own. So one, you have to humble yourself and realize I can only do so much on my own, but by relying on God, he will give me the strength to fulfill and propel whatever he has for me to do. Another point I would say is that when I was relying upon my own strength frequently, I am quickly reminded of my own shortcomings. So I would say even a year ago after I got out of a long-term relationship, life was not going the way I wanted at all, whether that be socially and and I was desiring more God-fearing, God-centered friends, or academically, my grades weren't in a place where I wanted them to be. I wasn't involved as in, in extracurriculars as much as I desired. No internships, no experiences that made me feel like I was propelling my life forward and I was fulfilling my purpose here and I was being productive. But by relying on God and understanding my own limitations, He has opened continuous doors for me. And that doesn't mean it's been easy because there are many things that I've had to persevere with over the year, whether that be emotional, spiritual, etc. But he has given me all the tools that I need. 
Agreed. I can attest to that. Like even within my own ministry that I started just being consistent and being disciplined and putting the time into the things that I love to do because things that we are being disciplined to do are things that we want, things that we desire, things that God have put on our heart to desire. So it's rewarding in that because I'm doing something I love to do and there's reward that God is giving me for serving him in that because ministry is anything that God is calling you to do, no matter what your career is. And I can agree to what you're saying because just putting in the discipline and the work for my ministry, putting the discipline and the work in my job, I know God has been convicting me of just showing up on time to things and making that a part of a disciplinary because I, even to class, I'm like, I don't need to be on time to class because it's, I'm going to still be able to sign in and get my attendance. But that's not the heart I should have when I am going to class. I'm going to be on time because I'm a woman of God and I am showing my character of who God is. And if I'm not being on time, how does that make, you know, how, how do I look to other people if I can't show up to things on time? Little things like that is routine and discipline and consistency. And it's things that we look over on a daily basis, but it means so much because if I am showing up on time to places, someone may be looking at me and seeing that and like, okay, I like that she's on time, a timely person. And I'm going to see if she wants to have this opportunity to do this other thing with me because I see her work ethic. I see that she has passion for what she's doing because she's showing up on time. And that could advance you into the next thing that God wants for you in life. So I think being very intentional in how we move throughout the day is showing God that God, whatever comes across my path, I am ready. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think you made a fabulous point that our discipline is not only for our own benefit and to further our relationship with God, but it is an example and a light to others just in the fact that you can stay consistent because, you know, Especially in our generation, if I could poke holes in it a little bit, because each one has their own faults. But one thing that our generation, I feel like, has been stereotyped for is that we're not hard workers or we are super demanding. We're bougie, quote unquote. And if we don't like every aspect of a job or a workplace, then we're going to leave. And I'm not talking about whether that be workplace discrimination or, you know, a boss that can be abusive, but... We need to understand that life is not always going to move in our favor and not at every moment or every season. But the fact that you still go out there every day and do what needs to be done is what matters at the end of the day. Because for me, my ultimate motivation is that when all is said and done and my time on this earth is up, that when I arrive in heaven, that God will tell me, good job, my good and faithful servant, and that I served him to the best of my capabilities. Yes. I'm going to be smiling from cheek to cheek when he says that. Let's go into the biblical aspect of discipline and discipline and consistency because in the scripture, we have stories of people who had to be obedient to what God is telling them to do because at a set point of time, God is going to bless them with something or God is going to do something that they that needs to be done but it's through their obedience and through their discipline and where God is taking them and sometimes it's even years like we see in the testament stories of people who had to be consistent and disciplined for multiple years until they reached the promise that God has given to them absolutely and I can think of currently three old testament examples where we can see that sometimes we do not see the fruit of our labor until years or even decades after we begin 
And the first example I would love to give is Jacob. Now, Jacob, who ends up marrying both Leah and Rachel and is also procreating with two of their handmaids, is basically, I mean, he's the father of Israel. He is renamed Israel. But we see that when he goes to Rachel and he's enamored with her beauty and he's fallen in love with her, that he agrees to work for her father for seven years to have her hand in marriage. And then on their wedding night, his fa- her father had tricked and deceived him and actually given him Leah, her less desirable sister. Now, we don't know why she was less desirable, but we know that that was not the original intention of Jacob's hard work and toil. However, his father, her father, promised him, if you work another seven years, I will allow you to have both Leah and Rachel. And so Jacob labored and toiled in a field for 14 years to be worthy of having Rachel's hand in marriage. And he took care of both Rachel and Leah and their hand servants and the 70 uh, descendants that they all came into Israel together, which would, or Egypt together, which would be the founding of the nation of God. And so for me, seeing that it took 14 years for the fruition of what God's plan was for him. And even though she was within his grasp, he didn't deceive her father. He didn't try to run off with Rachel. He did what needed to be done, and he completed that work. Another example that always stands out to me because of the amount of ridicule and criticism that he faced is Noah. So when God gave Noah a mission to put his descendants as well as two of every unclean animal and seven of every clean animal on an ark because he knew he was going to wipe all of his creation off the face of the earth for our abundant witness of wickedness as human beings, he began working on that ark with his three sons. And I'm sure by the people that didn't have God in their heart and weren't following him and weren't fearing him and respecting him to see an old man and his three sons building some giant boat for seemingly no reason. You had to think he was crazy. You had to mock him. You had to have, oh, here comes Noah. There had to be all types of terminology and jokes about him and his son. Like these people are cuckoo. But regardless of public opinion, Noah still submitted to God and did what needed to be done. And ultimately, that's what God used to save the human race. And his sons are who we are all descended from now. And so that is showing God's grace and mercy, even when people ridicule you. Because the opinions of people are, you know, in and out. They will be ups and downs like a roller coaster, and you can't depend upon them. So we really need to get our approval from God. And the point of our discipline is not so other people can notice and be like, wow, great job, because they may never notice. But it's about what you do when no one but God knows that is a really a show of your yeah, character. It's, and it shows our faithfulness, because that's what I kept thinking when you were telling these stories in scripture. And it's like their faithfulness to God was was the most important um when Jacob got deceived he could have just been like oh I'm done here like I'm done I don't want the promise no more I don't want her no more I'm just I'm quitting but the, his faithfulness to God and and knowing like this is the one for me and I'm going to continue to work even though I've been deceived even though imagine how burdened and just hurt he felt and he still was like I'm still going to work for this man and serve this man even with Noah and the ark he could have been just like you know what what am I building this for like I'm I'm not building this anymore it's taking too long it's too much work I don't want to I don't want to do it anymore but his faithfulness to God and wanting to this is what God called me to do and I'm going to do it anyways no matter if people think I'm crazy or anything and he was able to save save the human race and it's just like that makes me think What am I doing? What did God put in place in my life that is going to call me to save someone else's life? Mm. 
what is my faithfulness in God? As God's children, we are always ministering to other people in order for them to know who God is so that they're able to walk this journey with God as well and be saved and have eternal eternal life within him. So it's just like our discipline and our faithfulness to him can determine if someone else is going to be saved. And that's kind of what I was thinking about in that and just the love, the amount of love they had to have for God. And that's what encouraged them to be disciplined. That's what encouraged them to be consistent in their everyday duties that God called them to do. And I think even thinking back to all these being Old Testament examples is because remember, Jesus, while yes, he was at the right hand of God the Father, and he's existed this whole time since creation, just like God the Father and the Holy Spirit, they did not have that intimate personal relationship. Jesus had not come to earth yet as a man. He had not yet died on the cross. He had not redeemed everybody from their sins yet. So imagine having a relationship with, I'm assuming, God the Father specifically, but not knowing that intimate relationship because that's where they still have Levitical laws and that's where that comes into place. And God was just wiping people out. (laughs) And to think that we have been given such a gift through Jesus and his sacrifice and the salvation that he offers us is something that even in the Bible beforehand, they did not have yet at that point. And we have even more of a gift of that personal relationship and understanding of that sacrifice. And so, more grace given to us. I'm thinking back in scripture, the things God was calling people to do, was it was hard in comparison to what God calls me to do. Like, mm. I would not be able to, me now and reading the stories in scripture, I would not be able to do the things that God was calling them to do, but they did it and they were faithful in it and they listened and they were obedient and disciplined. And it's just like, God is telling me to wake up every morning at 6am and I can't even do that. I can't even wake up and do the things that he's called me to do. And that little bitty thing has the opportunity to change so much around me. If I'm waking up at 6 a.m., I'm getting my breakfast in the morning. So I'm energized. I'm in a better mood so that when I am going out into the world and, and preaching his gospel, I'm doing so out of love and out of strength that God has given me because he told me to wake up at 6 a.m. and start my day then. So it's like the little bitty and everyday things. And I know some people, when they hear the word, disciplined and they hear the word routine and they hear the word consistency they kind of get discouraged because they're just like well that where's the fun in that where's the freedom where's the freedom in that and it's like god called us to live free and we're not bound by the law anymore so why should i do these things why should i have to be disciplined and i i'm okay my life is okay right now without the discipline and without the routine in that there's so much more greater that can come into your life if you do this one little thing God is telling you to do. He's not telling you to change your whole, well, some people he could be telling them to change their whole life around, but he's not telling you to change your whole life around. He's telling you to add this one small thing every day that is going to increase you to be a better person that he called you to be for this promise that he has for you. And sometimes we take longer than need be. God is like, the promise is here, but the fact that you're not not being obedient to my word it's making the promise seem longer than what it needs to be absolutely and it makes me even think more that you said like oh well god has already died for my sins and god jesus has already redeemed me and he's already done this for me so you know i don't need to follow these laws i don't need to do that because i still have grace if you my 
mindset is when we truly think of Jesus as a friend, as a companion, and a perfect friend, a perfect companion who's always available, who has a love that we still do not fully grasp, and your friend was to do multiple favors for you, they would save you from certain situations, they would save you from hurts, and even if you are going through a hurtful season, they are there to comfort you, and you were like, well, you know, he's still going to be around, so I don't need to respect him, and I don't need to be disciplined, because I know he's always going to be there. Like, how would you feel if a friend took advantage of you and your relationship like that? Like, he will still be there, but wouldn't you want to glorify him by being obedient? Because think of, as a friend, all that he's done for you. Mm -hmm. And we wouldn't think of doing that to our worldly friends because we know that, girl, they would get up and leave. So, (laughs) And that makes me think of, like, when God is calling you in union to marriage and he's like, maybe he's telling you, I want you to do this every day for your husband. And you're just like, why do I need to do that? We're married. He's Mm -hmm. not going nowhere. I'm not doing that for him. But it's just, you don't know. God is, we all have our own personal, individual relationships with God and what God is maybe calling you to do is because that person has been praying about it. Right. That person has been struggling with it. And God is like, I want you to do this every day, not knowing whole time you're healing this person. God is using you to do something new in this person's life. You're, you want to honor your husband because God brought you this person. You want to be right. disciplined in the things God told you to do in this marriage because you want this marriage to last generations. God said, God says in his word that he's, he's here to bless generations through the obedience of his, of his children. Right. Mm. Our family, because our family is our first ministry when God mm. does call us to be in a family. So it's like, even within that, we may not every day have the energy to, cook our children breakfast or have the energy to minister to them and teach them about who God is. But it's going to last generations. The foundation that we're Mm. able to establish within our kids and even within our husbands is going to last way beyond our lifetime. And that's what, that's what keeps me going when I'm just like, I don't want to do this anymore. It is about the generations after you. It is about God saving his children. It's about people that you don't even know who is going to know God because of your obedience. Mm. Amen. Amen. So, yes, back to our main point in our routine and keeping a, keeping and maintaining a routine. I wanted to ask you, have you always been an individual who is very structured in their routine life? Like, is this something difficult? I know you said you're working on being consistent, but has this always been a part of your character of you? Okay, I know this is what I want to do at this time. This is how I want to do this. Like just very like mapped out life. Has it been you or has it just recently been you as you started taking your walk with God more serious? I would definitely say that in the past, my biggest struggle was I feel like not slothfulness or laziness, but through over committing myself, I am just being on a path, an academic path that is had a lot of stress and a lot of responsibilities I have struggled with the fact of being burnt out and I feel like we don't talk about that topic enough as believers and okay I feel emotionally burnt out I feel physically burnt out what can I do so I can still be a contributing member to society what can I do to still fulfill my purpose that God has for me even in these moments and one I think again is 
we can become more burnt out when we try to rely on ourselves because we're saying, I need to go, I need to go, I need to do this, I need to do that. But if we don't center God, we will realize just how fragile we are as human beings because we only can give so much on our own. Okay, and God calls us to rest. And if we are relying on our own self and we're like, well, I need to do this, I need to do that, and we are looking at our accomplishments or our success for approval, then we're missing who God is and we are going to be burnt out because God may be like, well, I want you to rest today. I want you to sleep and that is serving me because I've called you to rest but we're like no I need to get up and do this and that's me if I'm not being productive every single day then I'm not doing something right but it's like is that God or is that my own ego right or I think even just the culture that we live in is so high paced and especially with social media we see all these people that I wake up at 4am and I go and I solve world hunger and then I come back and I make (laughs) avocado toast and we're like oh well this is who I gotta compete with to be even just like we see people who are our age and they're living in a nice home driving a nice car and they're making all this money so we're just like oh i need to i must not be doing enough i need to do more and we're not we're trying to we're trying to move faster than god has Mm -hmm. called us to move and i know that was something i struggled with because i'm like okay god i'm walking this walk with you but don't let me get ahead of myself right teach me how to be grounded and content in where i am now it makes me even think of god though because hello on the seventh day god rested and what do we see multiple times in the bible in reference to jesus he was napping and he was not ashamed to nap he was napping and they were looking at him like what are you doing like people need to heal what are you even doing that is that's so funny but that's so true god calls us to rest and i'm just the question i asked you of like has this always been you a very structured and routine person i'm thinking back in my life i've always loved the comforts of a routine Mm -hmm. but i've always been super lazy in that like i love routine i love doing things having a plan for the day i don't like to be surprised i want to know what are we doing today right but also like it's caused me to be lazy because it's like okay this is what i'm going to do today so i can just wait until the last minute to do it because i know i'm gonna do it right and i'm just thinking like coming to god and growing my relationship with him and being more serious about my relationship with him it has called me to okay yeah you have this routine and yeah you love structure but how are you maintaining that structure are you procrastinating yes i am procrastinating are you lounging around when you could be doing this yes i am doing that with me growing my relationship with god has given me the courage to be more structured and to love structure because i can like structure because of the the comfort it gives me but how can I love structure and how can I find fulfillment within that structure and know like this journey that I'm on me God has put that in my spirit to love structure because Mm -hmm. not every human on this earth likes structure some people they're better when they're just you know waking up and Mm -hmm. this is I'm gonna do what the day calls me to do but me God put it in my spirit to love having a plan and having things planned out. So how can I honor that? And how can I enjoy the journey of that? Because that's what, yes, it's about, this journey is about serving God and being consistent and being disciplined. But it's also God calls us to have heaven on earth and he wants us to love the experience life has. So how can you make your structured life, make the discipline and routine in your life a way where you enjoy it, a way where it's it doesn't feel like every day, oh, I hate what I'm doing. 
oh, I hate that I have to do this, but how can you add the flavor in? And it's like, okay, yes, I need to be consistent, but how can I love being consistent? What can I do? What small things can I do that makes me enjoy what I'm doing? How can I, okay, let me call a friend um, while I'm doing this to, you know, boosting up my mood or let me listen to music or let me cook me this, cook this nice meal because I did wake up early on time. So I can enjoy a nice breakfast because it's bittersweet. Like God is throwing little sweetness into the things that he's calling us to do. He's just not calling us to do it and be bored and robotic and angry while we're doing it. But he's calling us to be joyful and, mm. and happy and at peace while we're doing these things. How can I bring joy into the mix of my routine and of my structured life? How can I still, you know, find love and find the spontaneous in my routine stop and smell the roses yeah Mm. stop and smell the roses and just be present i talk a lot about that in my podcast being present in the things god is calling us to do being 100 percent there right giving our full attention to that moment god is calling us to be in can really make it easier for us to enjoy what god is calling us to do amen Thank you for joining in on this episode. Did you have anything? What would you what would you tell someone who is struggling to find routine and who is trying to lean on God and not on themselves? What encouragement would you tell them? What I would say, and it's something that I'm currently working on, is instead of feeling like, oh, well, let me Google how I feel about this or let me Google how to be more productive. Let me ask people how to be more productive. Go to the source. Go to your Bible. Say, God, I have, I want to have the heart posture of where I can be consistent and I can accomplish what you want me to do in my purpose. I know when to rest, but God, show me how to do that because I don't always know how to do that. God, show me how to take joy in the little things. Show me the importance of it is for me to be consistent. Show me how me doing this not only impacts me, but it impacts other people. And allow him to show you through his word, through spiritual discernment, through the Holy Spirit talking to you through other people. Okay, let me see the impact of me being consistent. Yeah. Yes, I love that. I'm going to include that in my prayer. Like, God, let me see, let me see the impact of my consistency. How, how, you know, God tells in prayer, like, ask and it will be given. Mm. Adding that is a good encouragement. You know, bring God into the mix of it. Mm. Like, do not rely on your own self. I know you're, you may, someone out there may be trying not to rely on themselves, but being intentional. Let me open my word and let me intentionally invite God into this so that I am intentionally relying on his strength and seeing the fruits of my labor. Right. So thank you for joining in on this episode. We hope to hear from you again. Thank you for inviting me. It was so nice being able to speak to all of y'all. Yes, this is Perfectly Imperfect with Janae. Stay tuned for the next episode.